Today, on Grace to the Hearers with Pastor Eric Kluth. Samson was so blinded, wasn't he? He was so wrapped up in himself that he didn't even know that the Lord had left him. He was so caught up in self. This is pride at its finest. So the question then to me is, and then I'm going to pass to you, are you so wrapped up in yourself that you have forgotten where your strength comes from? Have you been operating in your own strength? Because the Bible tells us where our strength comes from. It's very clear. When Samson relied on his own strength, he found himself defeated. The Bible says our strength comes from the Lord. But Samson was so blinded by his pride that he didn't realize the source of his power. Pastor Eric will encourage us today with the story of this great man who in the end finally surrenders to the Lord and receives his grace. Now, here's Pastor Eric with his continued study in the book of Judges. He broke the bowstrings as a strand of yarn breaks when it touches fire. So the secret of his strength was not known. Attempt number one failed for Delilah. Verse 10, Then Delilah said to Samson, Look, You have mocked me and told me lies. Now please tell me what you may be bound with. So he said to her, If they bind me securely with new ropes that have never been used, then I shall become weak and be like any other man. Therefore Delilah took new ropes and bound him with them and said to him, The Philistines are upon you, Samson. And men were lying in wait, staying in the room. But he broke them off his arms like a thread. Attempt number two failed. Verse 13, Delilah said to Samson, Until now you have mocked me and told me lies. Tell me what you may be bound with. And he said to her, If you weave the seven locks of my head into a web of a loom, so she wove it tightly with the batten of the loom, and said to him, The Philistines are upon you, Samson. But he awoke from his sleep and pulled out of the batten and the web from the loom. Oh, man. Verse 15. Then she said to him, How can you say I love you when your heart is not with me? You have mocked me these three times and have not told me where your great strength lies. And it came to pass when she pestered him daily with her words and pressed him that his soul was vexed to death. Verse 17, then he told her all his heart and said to her, No razor has ever come upon my head, for I have been a Nazarite to God from my mother's womb. If I am shaven, then my strength will leave me, and I shall become weak and be like any other man. Verse 18, when Delilah saw that he had told her all his heart, She sent and called for the lords of the Philistines, saying, Come up once more, for he has told me all his heart. So the lords of the Philistines came up to her and brought the money in their hand. Then she lulled him to sleep on her knees and called for a man and had him shave off the seven locks of his head. Then she began to torment him, and his strength left him. And she said, The Philistines are upon you, Samson. So he awoke from his sleep and said, I will go out as before at other times and shake myself free. But he did not know that the Lord had departed from him. Wow. 
amazing. Within these verses, we see the story that many of us are familiar with. You guys remember hearing this in Sunday school growing up? Maybe this is your first time hearing this story. It's an amazing story. Great detail of what has taken place with Samson. Delilah asking Samson, what will it take to bind you? Samson having all the self-confidence in his own strength. He was having fun with Delilah, wasn't he? By sharing things that he knew that wouldn't hold him. I think the funniest one is the new ropes. Because remember that the Israelites bound him with new ropes to present him to the Philistines. But he already knew that when he needed to break free, right before he killed a thousand people, man, he, you know? I think that, to me, that's funny. (laughs) He was so confident in his strength. It's pretty amazing. The crazy thing that I pick up by reading is this, is how ignorant was Samson? How ignorant was he? I mean, come on. I mean, she had Philistines lying in the room, okay? Not just once, but three times. There was people in the room. (laughs) I mean, like, come on. After the first one, I think it would have been like, hey, I think there's something wrong here. I should probably get out of this situation. No, he was in love, right? He was in love. Ignorance, you guys, comes when you're blinded with pride. All Samson could see is himself. Samson relied on his strength to bring victory. I mean, come on, check out verse 20 again. Here he wakes up from being shaved, you know, like, okay, first of all, my wife's like, I could do that to your beard. And I I said, I'd freak out. I'd wake up. I'm like, what are you doing? You know, because if I heard the buzzer, you know. I mean, this guy stayed asleep while somebody took a razor to his head. So he's a really good sleeper. But, I mean, check out 20, though, of how he relied on his own strength. She says, hey, the Philistines are upon you, Samson. So he awoke from his sleep and said, I will shake myself free. I'll shake myself free as I have done before at the other times. Samson was so blinded, wasn't he? He was so wrapped up in himself that he didn't even know that the Lord had left him. He was so caught up in self. This is pride at its finest. So the question then to me is, and then I'm going to pass to you, are you so wrapped up in yourself that you have forgotten where your strength comes from? Have you been operating in your own strength? Because the Bible tells us where our strength comes from. It's very clear. In fact, I'll share it with you. In Psalm 121, verses 1 through 2 says this, a song of accents. I will lift up my eyes to the hills. From whence comes my help? My help comes from the Lord, who has made heaven and earth. Psalm 28, 7 says, The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusted in Him, and I am helped. Therefore, my heart greatly rejoices, and with my song, I will praise Him. If you think being a Christian means that you have to operate in your own strength, you are mistaken. It is out of the strength of God that we operate out of. Jesus himself said to us in Matthew eleven twenty eight, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Jesus himself is saying, if you're laboring, I want you to come to me so I can give you rest. 
Jesus, this is amazing, you guys. Jesus wants to take the load of life from you. He wants to carry it for you. But we need to give it to him. But oftentimes, it's so easy to operate in the strength of the flesh, is it not? Thinking that I've got this. I can handle it. I'm a big boy. I can go through this and I, can, I have the strength to do it. I am strong. Ask my mom. I'm strong-willed. <laughs> I wasn't. My brother was. But we can get in this idea that we can operate in our own strength and forget whose strength, who we really need to be operating in, the strength of the Lord. I mean, this is great news, right? How do I give God then my load? I'm loaded down here, so you're talking about giving Jesus my load and him being my strength. Well, how do I do that then? Huh? Well, I'll tell you. Well, I'll tell you what the Bible says. By trusting in God. Proverbs 3, 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. This is hard. How many of you want to figure things out? Me. I put my mind around what God is doing and I am becoming tired and weary trying to figure out the ways of the Lord, but His ways are not my ways. So God... What do I need to do? Trust in me, son. Trust in me, daughter. Don't rely on your ways, but rely on my ways. Don't lean upon your own understandings, but I just need all your heart. How does the Lord take the load off in our lives? When we trust in him. Because Samson relied on himself to get out of trouble. But when he did, you know, when he relied on himself one last time, he found himself defeated. So whose strength are you relying on tonight? God's strength or your own? If it's the strength of God, God will help you and he will be there for you. In fact, he says that he'll never leave you nor forsake you. But if it's operating in your own strength, then God is going to step aside as he did with uh, our friend Samson here because he loves him so much, he gives him the choice. Okay, you're gonna choose your own strength we're going to let you operate under your self-power. But when we operate under self-power, that usually leads to destruction. God had enough of Samson relying on self. God is a gracious God. But again, as we've learned, that we can't take advantage of God's grace because eventually, and we read it in the Bible in Revelation, there's going to be a point when God's grace is enough is enough of sin. And there's judgment. But Praise God, tonight God is gracious for you to hear his word. And if you are relying on your own strength, you have the opportunity tonight to turn to his strength. Praise God for that. I praise God for that. Um, which brings us now to verse 21 through 25, our third point, the result of sin. So Samson now has just been captured by the Philistines. So verse 21 says, Then the Philistines took him and put out his eyes. And brought him down to Gaza. They bound him with bronze fetters, and he became a grinder in the prison. However, the hair of his head began to grow again after it had been shaven. Now the lords of the Philistines gathered together to offer a great sacrifice to their God and to rejoice. And they said, Our God has delivered into our hands Samson, our enemy. When the people saw him, they praised their God, little g. For they said, Our God has delivered into our hands our enemy, the destroyer of our land, and the one who multiplied our dead. 
And so it happened when they were hearts were married that they said, "Call for Samson, that he may perform for us." So they called Samson from the prison, and he performed for them, and they stationed him between the pillars. So here we see the result. He is bound. He is then shackled, and his eyes are plucked out of his face, and he is put as a grinder. One who would push the grind wheel around to make the wheat, you know, and separate the chaff and the wheat and all that. A job that they would use an animal for, but they used Samson for this, okay? He was moving around. He was grinding this. But we see a really interesting point that his hair was growing again. And so you can take the assumption, as some Bible scholars take it, is that he was regaining his strength once again. And so here we see that the Philistines were mocking him. They were rejoicing in their false god because this guy was their enemy. He killed thousands of their people. He ruined their crops. Remember the stunt with the foxtails? And put the torch between them and sent them going crazy through the vineyards? He ruined their economy. And so finally they've got him. Yes, let's put him, let him entertain us. Let's mock him. Let's chain him. Put him to the grind. Treat him like he's a freak show entertainer. Well, guys, don't you know that's exactly what sin does in our lives? Exactly what happened with Samson. Pastor Chuck, the late Pastor Chuck said this, sin is blinding, sin is binding, and sin is grinding. Participating in sin blinds us from the truth. Participating in sin binds you. It brings heavy chains. Chains that you think that cannot be broken. Participating in sin leads to grinding. Sin works you. It's laboring. It makes your heart heavy. It works you. And continuing in sin keeps you going in a circle, making you feel like there's no end. That's what a lifestyle of sin is continuing in bondage, blinded, going through the motions, a prisoner. But guess what? Jesus is greater than sin. And Jesus healed the blind. Jesus has broken the chains. And Jesus offers rest. To have this victory, one must turn to Jesus Christ. Jesus said himself in John 14, 6, I am the way the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Here Jesus is saying, I can release you from this torture. From being blind, I can restore you to see. I can restore you. I can break those chains. I love that song that we sing here sometimes. Jesus breaks, his name breaks every chain. And it's true. But one must choose Jesus for him to do that. Trust in the Lord. Wake up, folks. God is in control. If you think you're in control of your life, you're wrong. The enemy is deceiving you. We need to wake up and understand that God is in control. So Samson is in this prison. They're making a mockery out of him. And so it says in verse 26, he says, Then Samson said to the lad, who held him by the hand, let me feel the pillars which support the temple so that I can lean on them. Now the temple was full of men and women. All the lords of the Philistines were there. Hey, about 3,000 men and women on the roof watching while Samson performed. 
Then Samson called to the Lord saying, O Lord God, remember me, I pray. Strengthen me, I pray, just this once, O God, that I may with one blow take vengeance on the Philistines for my two eyes. And Samson took hold of the two middle pillars which supported the temple, and he braced himself against them, one on his right and the other on his left. Then Samson said, Let me die with the Philistines. And he pushed with all his might, and the temple fell on the Lord's and all the people who were in it. So the dead that he killed at his death were more than he had killed in his life. And his brothers and all his father's household came down and took him and brought him up and buried him between Zorah and Estola in the tomb of his father, Manoah. He had judged Israel 20 years. Samson relies on a young boy to tell him where the pillars are at. Quite different from the Samson previous, right? One who was self-centered and I can do anything. He relied on a young lad, a young boy, to tell him where the pillars were at. So in a sense, get the picture that he was being humbled, right? And so then he is humbled, and there was nearly 3,000, it says there was 3,000 people watching him, and Samson finally does something that he should have done in the beginning. And what was that? He prayed to God, oh Lord, my God, please strengthen me understanding where the strength comes from. Now, yet you still see Samson, and I love this because here we see he's not perfect because he's still saying, just give me the strength so I can take vengeance for the, on the Philistines for my two eyes. I mean, he's still like, he doesn't clearly always, he doesn't, he's not there yet. But you know what? The disciples weren't there, and Jesus was with them and constantly training them up, okay? I'm not there, and Jesus needs to continue to help me But here you see the heart, though, the cry of a man crying out to God for the strength. And guess what, you guys? God gave it to him. He granted him, and his grace was given upon Samson. He called on the Lord, and Samson acknowledged where his strength came from. And by God's grace, his unmerited favor, the strength of Samson was restored for one last time. Picture the scene between the two pillars Bam! Crumple. Man, I love God, you guys. (laughs) Because all it takes is humbling yourself before the Lord. Truly, the Lord will be there to pick you up again. Even in the time of your imprisonment to sin, humble yourself in the sight of the Lord, and what will He do? And He will lift you up higher and higher. Humble thyself in the sight of the Lord. God's grace is for you. We just need to stop running from it. God's grace is for you. We just need to stop stomping on it. God's grace is for you. Are you going to receive it and praise him? Yes, I know we're not perfect, but by golly, we can try to be holy just as our Father in heaven is holy. And we can humble ourselves, right? We can deny ourselves. That's what we confess when we ask Him to be our Lord and Savior. We professed it saying, we want you to be Lord. We gave Him that authority. We called Him into office in our hearts to be master. But are we humbled and to really live that out? 
Or is it a constant struggle between who's in control? Hey, God's not going to fight with you. If you want to be in control, he'll let you be in control. But you're going to face destruction. But God is willing and he is ready to jump in to take control if we give it to him. So yes, you can be mighty, you can be powerful, and you can do great things and mighty things because Samson did, right? You can do all of them and you can do those things for the enemy or you can do them for the kingdom of God. If it's about you, then you're working for the wrong side. May God change your heart. Remember, you guys, all that you do, do it for the glory of God. Stay humble. Remember who your strength comes from. It comes from the Lord. It doesn't come from me. It doesn't come from your spouse. It doesn't come from what you have eaten. Your physical strength does, but your spiritual strength comes from the Lord. And God will guide you. He will lead you. And he wants to use you. That's the thing that blows my mind is he wants to use us. People like us who aren't perfect. But why does God use us? Because it points to the glory of God. I can use this guy. I can use you. And sure enough, he can because Jesus said, most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will also do or do also. And greater works than these he will do because I go to my Father. So does Jesus want to use you? Oh, yes. Does Jesus want to do great things with you? Oh, yes. Even greater things than Jesus did? Oh, yes. That one's the hard one to wrap your mind around. But by the power of the Holy Spirit, we can. All by God, not by us. Samson, you guys did amazing things. But I believe he only scratched the surface of what God wanted to do with him. Wasted potential. Wasted. Because he was so focused on self. God has great potential in all of you. And I know that. You know that. May you just be humble and let God be God of your life and use you for his will and his kingdom. I say, let's do amazing things for God. As William Carey said, you guys, do you know who William Carey is? Anybody familiar with him? He's a missionary back in the day who went to India. And the odds were stacked against them. Many people were like, no, you can't go to India. You can't go. But he was persistent in praying. He knew that God had placed on his heart to go share the gospel in India. And one of his quotes is one of my favorite quotes. And it's like been ingrained in me. What does it say? Expect great things from God. Attempt great things for God. I think sometimes there's a problem within the church where we're too fearful to do anything. But you know what? Your God is powerful. And his word just right there, your Savior just said it. You're going to do greater things than I. Do you believe that? That's between you and God. I'm just now learning what that really means to take that step, that leap. It's scary, but man, it's radical. And it is the greatest experience of my life just to see what God is doing and how he's changing people's lives. It is radical, you guys. And I know that he wants you to do great things as well. Our God is great, isn't he? Yes, he is. Let's attempt great things for him. All for the glory of God. Well, that's all the time we have for today here on Grace to the Hearers with Eric Kluth of Calvary Chapel Coolidge. 
Don't forget to join us next time as we continue our verse-by-verse study through the book of Judges. Now, as we mentioned at the beginning of today's program, we'd like to make available to you a free copy of today's message. We can send you a copy of today's message on audio CD when you email us at info at grace to the That's info at grace to the Or you can listen to or download the message as originally recorded at Calvary Chapel Coolidge. Just visit our website at www.gracetothehearers.com. If you can't get to your computer to download or place your order, you can always call us at 520-723-7047. We'll be happy to help you. Again, that number to call is 520-723-7047. Again, we invite you to visit our website at gracetothehearers.com where we provide helpful information about our beliefs, service times, and a convenient map to our church if you're in the Coolidge, Arizona area and like to visit us. We would also like to encourage you to prayerfully consider donating to Grace to the Hearers. We are continuing to expand our outreach. A secure way to give is provided at gracetothehearers.com. Click on the Donate button. Grace to the Hearers is the radio ministry of Pastor Eric Kluth of Calvary Chapel, Coolidge. Please join us next time as we continue our study through the book of Judges. That's next time on Grace to the Hearers. 